Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where the Commander Clash crew discusses Commander-related topics, and today we are asking you, the viewers, or we did ask you, the viewers, um, to suggest what changes you would have liked to see or would like to see um, to the Commander format, rules changes. Uh, we've discussed in the past, like, the ban list in terms of individual card bans and stuff we'd like to see unbanned, maybe stuff we want to see banned. But this time we're going to be talking more about the Commander rule fundamentals, like the starting life total, like the starting library size, like color identity and all that sort of stuff. So I posted on the community tab of our YouTube channel, asking for your ideas and a lot of we got a lot of responses and we i just selected the most popular ones the ones that came up the most that got the most upvotes and whatnot and we're just gonna talk about them as a hypothetical so it's not like we want uh specific rules to be changing but it's always good to you know re-examine uh the format and see what's working what's not and maybe maybe uh we come away with something that we actually do want to see changed um, even though we really like the current system, there's always room for improvement and there's always room to at least analyze uh, things and see if there is uh, changes that could be beneficial for the format to make it even better than it currently is. Uh, joined with me, as always, is Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How's it going, Seth? I'm doing good, Tomer. How are you today? I'm doing well, doing well. And then next up, we got the Asian Avenger, also known as Krim. How's it going, Krim? It goes well. Good morning, Tomer. Uh, and then finally, we got Richard, a.k.a. the Codfather, which I just, I'm still in love with that name. How's it going, Richard? I, I heard pushback to him. Some people like the Goldfather. We're going to need a... The Goldfather? Over the but Fishfather? I feel the, like... The Fishfather, the Goldfather, the Codfather. Codfather's really good, I'm on though. Team Codfather. Uh, but Goldfather, I feel like you'd be like that villain in Austin Powers. Of like, I love gold! <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> That's what that evokes. I don't know if that would work, but <laughs> you do you, Richard, all right? Uh, anyway, uh, before we jump into uh, the actual recommendations, one thing uh, that would be really cool of you all who are listening, you can do two things to support us. Uh, first, you can uh, do a like and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast, be it iTunes, be it Spotify, be it YouTube, whatever the equivalent is. Give it a like, give it an up, updute, whatever that system uh, encourages. That always helps the channel grow. And the other way you can support the channel is you can head on over to our merch store, mtggoldfishmerch.com. You can buy the beautiful playmat stapled on Richard's wall. You can buy deck boxes, deck sleeves, uh, t-shirts, and so much more over at mtggoldfishmerch.com. And now... We dive into the suggestions, and we're going to start with the most popular one, the one that got by far the most uh, upvotes and just the most suggestions from random people, and that is the idea of Banned as Commander returning. Um, Mike Horner was the one who had the most upvotes when I checked as like the top comment, and he said, uh, I think Banned as Commander should come back. I think it could be a good way to monitor both certain commanders that are too powerful, popular, or unfun, and I really don't see why cards like Arayo and Braids have to die for the sins of the RC. Uh, so thank you, Mike, Miles, and everybody else who suggested uh, this broad topic, but for people who don't know, back in the day, I don't remember what year was maybe it was like 2015 or something like that it's been many years uh we used to have two separate ban lists one was the ban list that we we have right now where these cards are just not available uh in the format whatsoever they're just banned 
And then there was a separate ban list that was, these cards are available in the 99, but they're not available as your commander. And there was a bunch of cards that fit that criteria. I remember it was uh, Black Braids, it was Arayo, it was Rafelos. Um, I think Akusha was was on that list at some point, but then got fully unbanned. Um, so there's a bunch. And the, the, yeah, some, some of these cards hypothetically could be legal in Commander right now if they were uh, banned as Commander still. So what do you all think about this? Yes, we, we should have banned as Commander. I have never really understood why we got rid of it if you read the original ban announcement it's basically like i guess a complexity thing from the rc's perspective i think their exact words were unnecessary information overhead um magic's a complicated game we're getting six-sided cards now on magic arena i don't think that magic players are going to be overwhelmed by braids being illegal as your commander but legal in the 99 or something to me it seems like all upside if you look at the commander ban list i think there's at least a few cards that i would be comfortable playing against in the 99 uh, rafelos would be a really easy example even Leovald, maybe one of the most brutal. Like, if it's not in the command zone to combo with wheels and you're just drawing it like an ocean thief, maybe that's going to be fine. So I think it's a way to minimize the cards on the ban list and give Wizards more control, uh, or the RC, I guess, more control over the ban list, where you don't necessarily have to take a card all the way out of the format and make people feel bad because the card that they really love, they can't play anywhere anymore. Like Golos, maybe people would be a little bit more understanding of some of the bannings if, yeah, you can't play it as your commander, but at least you can still use it in the 99 and put something else as the leader of your five color deck so i am fully on team uh bandas commander and i think i think it improves the format yeah i mean there there's just things that i the only reason why they're problematic in the format is just because you have constant access to them much <laughs> like Leopold and wheels right yeah like or, or that <laughs> but <laughs> like if it were just in the 99 i would not care at all yeah, I think all the legendary creatures on the ban list come off if you do that. However, I think people are dreaming, right? Because I think people are thinking the RC will enforce these rules in some coherent manner, right? Like, do you think they're going to start banning stuff if they bring this in? I think they're just going to be hands off. Iona will still sit on the ban list still, and I don't think they're going to change it. So theoretically, I think I agree. But I think in reality, I don't think the RC is going to do much, right? Like, they're not going to go ham and mess up with the, the band list and like 50 cards on and off when they do this right mm. in re- yeah like in reality it is a lot to then I, or is it a lot I mean I don't know they'd have to go through the whole announcement again but like Iona is still sitting here you, you expect them to like actually comb through every commander and then slap them onto the band list and then unban these existing ones like yeah, I think Iona was was banned like as part of the 99 right like not many people are running her as a commander they shouldn't have to go through all the legends though right like presumably if something was so broken it would just be outright banned with our current system so i would think they just have (laughs) (laughs) well yes it doesn't always work that way in practice that just got reprinted so banned or reprinted those are the the two options with a broken with a broken card these days Uh, i would think they just have to go through the ban list with the with the ban like eminence commanders yeah, Eminence Commanders. I like, would you ban Edgar? Atraxa or something? Like, what would you ban, right? Like, like, what would you ban? I don't, I don't, I don't care. Uh, 
I don't care about stuff being standards. banned. I, I would want to see stuff come unbanned. Like I would say yeah. Braids comes off the, the full ban list but is banned as a commander. Or Arayo right. comes off the full ban list and is as banned as a commander. So I'm viewing it more as a way to like yeah. get more cards into okay. the format rather than take cards out of the format. I'm exactly I agree with, with all the cards. So there's Golos, Gristlebrand, Emrakul, Leovold, Emrakul, Braids. I think I think Gristlebrand should stay like so there's some there's some commanders or some legendary creatures that I feel were are only problematic when they're in the command zone. Like having like a turn two or fellows every single time is kind of obnoxious. But in the ninety nine I think it's more more normal. Arayu to Black Braids too. But then there's some cards that are actually much better in the ninety nine and I would much prefer them be like banned as part of the ninety nine and allowed as commander, like Grizzlebrand, for example. <laughs> Can't reanimate like, out of the command zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So so I think some of them I wouldn't be like blanket unban everything. I would probably leave Grizzlebrand, for example, on the ban list because I think just, you know, entombment to reanimate Grizzlebrand is too strong. Um but for the most part, I'm like Seth, I would be like this is an opportunity to get more cards uh, back available to people to play, and not so much to start banning more things. Like I don't really, I wouldn't care to to ban Eminence uh, Commanders, even though I think they're like a design mistake. Like, but I don't think they're t- that harmful that they deserve banning. And we get a ton of legends these days, so this is a nice little safety valve with Wizards printing so many cards that are legal as your commander. If something does prove to be a little bit too good, like Golos did not that long ago, like mm-hmm. it's a it's a middle like a middle ground that you can take and just ban it as a commander and leave it in the ninety nine. And I don't yeah. really see a downside. Like, is what's the downside to having two ban lists? Like, I know the RCs thing was maybe it's too confusing, which. I think even Sheldon wrote an article recently and said, no, 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 like, we don't actually believe that Magic players can handle it. Like, that's not what we were trying to say. But is there any downside to to having a Bandit's Commander rule? Well, if it wasn't complexity, what was the... It is complexity, right? So, I so think it's only I'll tell you the reality. Yeah. The reality is the Wizards website does not have the official Commander ban list <laughs> anywhere. And <laughs> it has it in an article, and it's out of date. Right? <laughs> so... Now imagine you have two lists, right? So that's the problem. And I don't think that's a real problem, right? I think they can address it if they wanted to. But I think laziness, like it kind of works. So let's not touch it. And we'll just keep chugging along, I think. I like, you know, like there's like five cards that we can add to the format roughly. Is it worth like making all these changes for that? I think that's, that's basically what they're saying, right? That's basically what Sheldon said in his more recent article, yeah. that he didn't think it was worth making format-level rules changes for corner cases. You got a handful of commanders the supplies do, so it's not really worth making a rule that's going to impact the entire format just to free four commanders, five commanders that happen to be on the ban list, basically. I feel like it's a good future-proofing, though. Like, yes, yeah. it won't affect that many. I would say maybe, I don't know, like six. Like I, like, I agree with Golos, for example, Golos in the ninety nine, I don't, I don't think is, is problematic whatsoever. But then, like that, also sets the precedent at going forward, where if there's a commander that is both popular and you know net net uh, fun loss, um, you could just ban it as the commander, and people can still enjoy it in the ninety nine. So, uh, they already changed it. Like, I mean, just change it back, right? Yeah. Like, oh no. <laughs> Doesn't seem like such a hard change, but okay, whatever. <laughs> I think we all agree on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a pretty easy one. All right. Well, it was also the most popular uh, suggestion out of the entire bunch. 
Um, we're not going to talk about hybrid rule change. That was the second most popular, but I'm just going to acknowledge that that was the most, the second most popular thing, but we've already talked about that to death. So we're not going to waste an entire new podcast on that. So we're going to move to the third most popular thing, uh, which I actually didn't think about, uh, for a long, long time. Um, ego-ish, um, recommended or suggested amongst, amongst a lot of people, uh, introducing a type of sideboard to commander again, um, or not again, for once, um, basically to allow lesson and learn cards to work because Strixhaven had a new mechanic, uh, the, the lesson mechanic, learn mechanic, where uh, you can cast a spell that says learn, and that will allow you to go to your sideboard and, ca- and, and select like a, a lesson card, a lesson ca- card type uh, from your sideboard and put that into your hand. And it was kind of like a little toolbox uh, thing that you can have in your sideboard. And wishes. Wishes are a type of tutor effect that allow you to tutor uh, a card from exile slash your, your, your sideboard. Um, so that's what people were suggesting. What do you, what do you all think about introducing a sideboard for, to enable these type of cards? This should have happened a long time ago. I, this is one of the biggest things I, I like personally in Commander, uh, just because it's nice to have, like, you could get, like, Praetor's Grasped, right? And this kind of, like, allows you to, like, keep maybe a key piece or something in your sideboard for you to wish later. Uh, so you're still able to do whatever it is your deck wants to do. Uh, and I, I just like the flexibility of wish boards. And yeah, of course, lesson learn and, and future cards that allow them from, like, allow you to pull from outside the game or like cards like Karn the Great, uh, creator, right? I, I think these, these are all cards that, I, like, are okay in Commander. I think it's totally fine to have wishes. And I would like to see some kind of sideboard that can implement something like the best of one sideboard in Arena, where you just have seven cards as opposed to like 15, and then you just pick your seven. I'm actually pretty against having wishes work in Commander. I'm I'm on the other side where my fear, I like having more cards be playable. I think in general that's a positive, but I'm honestly worried that this would just be too broken. Like, I think it would be very, very easy to have uh, all these silver bullets or hate cards. Like, I think if you did this, you're going to be banning stuff like Karn. You're going to be banning at least Mycosynth Lattice. Uh, I imagine that you have this wishboard that's just like, okay, here's a Wrath, here's a Hoser, here's whatever, and it just leads to very unfun gameplay. And there's a ton of these cards now. Wizards is very aggressive at printing wishes, so you can play a lot of them now. So I'm worried that it would actually just be too strong for the format and lead to more spiky decks, and that would be kind of like the trend of the format as a result of this like i'm not against something like lessons working in the format i guess which technically i probably requires a requires a sideboard of some kind but i think like burning wish or karn or like the good wish cards would actually just be like maybe the strongest cards in the entire format i think you're talking like demonic tutor level like brokenness by having access to a sideboard i actually completely disagree with seth i really i would say add the sideboard and make it unlimited so the cards do what they read right when when you read the card it says from outside the game your intuition is i'll hop from my collection and yoink something out right like (laughs) you're not even thinking like oh let me pull out my seven card sideboard like and how broken would it actually be like you can tutor a 99-card deck and have single silver bullets all over the place, right? I don't mm-hmm. think gameplay-wise it's that bad. And like Seth said, Wizards keeps printing these stupid wish cards, and every time they print it or add a new mechanic, you're like, oh, I can't play this in Commander. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And, and then things like Lesson Learn get randomly hit, right? Even though that's not even that powerful. So I would say they should definitely do this, and they should just make it 
unlimited. Like, what are you going to do? Like, really dig through your binder for, like, a wrap, a carn lattice? Like, sure, if you want, but you could have thorkled someone if you really wanted to do that, right? You most yeah. likely are going to be hype, go downstairs, pull out some box, spend eight years digging out some stupid artifact that does nothing and waste everyone's time. And that's hilarious, right? So, I, I, I mean, I that's not love. really hilarious, though. That's the fun, right? That's, the, yeah. that's like the super yeah. casual fun, right? Like, oh, I have the perfect card for the situation. Yeah. That one time from the Grand Prix, I have this promo. Let me go get it, right? Right. Burning wish it out, right? Like, I, I fully agree with Richard there. I think it allows to more hilarious nonsense. And on top of that, like... I, they should make it so you can play silver borders, so this way I can go get a silver border card and force. <laughs> but uh, is that okay, people actually going to use it though? <laughs> Come is on, that, is that actually how people will use it? Are people going to go get their janky fun thing out of their binder, or is it going to be oh, like here's my tendrils, here's my other combo piece? Like I locked you, I won the game. Like but you would have put it in they, your they, deck they, and put the already... eighty tutors in the format in to accomplish the same thing, right? You exactly. don't need like the eighth demonic tutor, which is Burning Wish, right? Like mm. you already have like eight demonic tutors in the format, mm. ah, but it, I, and it gives you yeah. extra card slots. You can pay narrow like more narrow effects that you wouldn't want in your main deck and still be able to snag them like something like a, a null rod or something you might not want to play a null rod but then if you run into the guy who's trying to do their cool treasure thing you're just like oh burning wish yeah. null rod or whatever gotcha <laughs> like i mean i feel like that's how it'll play out in practice rather than like oh here's my big dino annoying if that's the kind of deck you want to play right you <laughs> know like, what i mean like you, you have a choice not to do this right i i'm more on on set but my my thing is is uh, I think it would be better if we had less tutors as opposed yeah. to more because it is like a singleton ninety nine card format. Like the intent there was to have variety, and all these cards essentially are just tutors, right? All of them are tutors, and you're just essentially bringing in demonic tutor two, three, four into the game. And yeah, we already have Demonic Tutor. Yeah, we have Ambic Tutor, but these are competitive for slots three and four and five, I think. Like, Burning Wish is just a Demonic Tutor if you're looking for sorceries. And, you know, Glittering Wish, you're looking for a multicolored card. Then there's like Straight Up Wish, like the three mana Wish that we got printed last year in AFR. So. I don't know. Like, it is kind of cool that you could just, like, you know, search your binder for the, the, the ultimate card. But I feel like it's just going to be, like, CEDH are going to immediately gobble them up. And then high power. And then it's going to kind of, like, trickle down to other play groups. It's like, well, I'm already running Vampiric Tutor, Demonic Tutor. I guess I'll just run, you know, XYZ Wish. You know, I want my living wish now because that's just my Demonic Tutor number two, right? I don't know. Is that, is, is that good? This- but lesson learned, guys. <laughs> lessons, they're so bad. Like, no one actually sure. cares about playing lessons. Like, very, very he, few people are, like, right. actually actively wanting to be able to get a lesson out of their sideboard. People are going to want to run the good cards. Like, okay, you allow lesson, you allow wishes and lesson learn to work. The the five people who are excited about lesson learn are going to be super happy and they're <laughs> going to jam that. But really, what what cards are going to be played out of out of this? It's going to be Living Wish. It's going to be Wish. It's going to be Glittering Wish, Burning Wish, Cunning Wish, Death Wish. Right? Like those are the the ones that are actually good. 
And those are the ones that are going to see play. And they're going to be like, like Karn, and Karn, Mastermind's yeah, Acquisition, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So what, what if we, what if we banned those specific ones? The ones that let you tutor anything. You just want you... to play Lesson Learned, don't you, Richard? <laughs> that's, that's where it's at. This is, this is your I, I don't like that. Oh, I feel like the RC. I just don't like banning on power level, right? Because if you wanted to be that guy that had like eight tutors, you could be that guy, right? If you want you to be could. the guy to Karn Lattice Lock someone, you could be that guy without you know, this mechanic. So to like just scrap the whole mechanic because of that, I feels a bit unfair, especially since Wizards keeps printing these stupid outside the card games, like or outside the game cards. You you want to play them in the next set when they when they make them, right? But doesn't that go against like I the actually... intent of the format though, if it's ninety nine cards single tin and you're yeah, like we have tutors let's already. Just say, we have to <laughs> right. but that's not a good excuse to like just print more. It's like, oh we have Sol Ring already. Let's print Sol Ring number two. <laughs> That like makes a treasure when it enters the battlefield as well. Like what? No, <laughs> we already have enough. They, they feel as part of the game because they keep making tutors as well. Right? It's not like they've stopped like Soul Ring, where like you know they're like, okay, we're not making anymore. They keep making new tutors. Yeah, so. Jewel Lotus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a second suggestion from someone on this topic, which I really like, which is let the wishes get cards from exile, which I think was how they part of how they originally worked. The exile was also considered to be outside the game, but then they changed to mean sideboard when they updated the rules. How about that as a solution? Like uh, more pull from eternities, essentially. I kind of like that. Like it's much narrower, but it's another way that you can get back an important piece that happened to get exiled throughout the game. That's not going to be overpowered, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, they exist. People don't run it, really. <laughs> yeah, like, I, so, run, I run Karn for, to getting Cauldron because I know Krim is going to exile and hopefully face up uh, <laughs> so I could get it back. But, like, yeah. So they it makes you underpowered, basically. Like, the, yeah. no one would play the Wishes if that was the rule. I mean, Unless there's... They, <laughs> I would play them. We're like Mastermind's <laughs> Acquisition, right? Which that can get something from Exile or from your yeah. deck. But, Rift, yeah. but like, Rift Sweeper is a two-mana that gets back any any card from Exile back into your hand. Would, two mana. Really? ETP. Rift yeah. Sweeper, yeah. What color is it? Green. It's green. Let me read this card. Wait, that cannot what? be the it's, text. Yeah. Rift Sweeper win all of the Exile returning cards. <laughs> when Rift Sweeper... Okay, it's a two mana, uh, two, two green creature. When Rift Sweeper enters the battlefield, choose target face-up Exile card. Its owner shuffles it into their library. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. library. So, yeah, but Pull from I mean, Eternity, pull from yeah, eternity pull. is one mana, and it puts it into your graveyard. Yeah. Okay. So okay. okay more person. Oh, Karn puts it directly to your Karn hand. Karn puts it in your hand, but it has to be artifact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, but Burning I mean, Wish would just put it into your hand. I think is how it would work. Yeah, I would put I'll... it directly into. Hmm. With no damage, play that or not. My question though is like, is this not better to fight the broken stuff? Because if you know someone is doing something at a higher power level, I can now tutor and get something to like maybe stop them. Well, you could do that at low power too. You could just tutor for something and stop them too. Right, but now now I, I don't mean, have usually to play. If it's something yeah, but I don't that have you to can play use something to stop narrow. High power, high power can use it to either stop you or <laughs> yeah. power it out. So usually it's a wash, right? Like usually it makes yeah, no well, difference. Yeah, that's right? what you want to do, though, right? Yeah. You want to make it so that it's exactly whatever their best. Like they go and get something broken, you now have an answer to it. Or maybe like, hey, I can play my deck the normal fun way, and but like randomly I get paired against someone who is just like mono. I don't know, like. A mortal sun or something like that, right? Well, now I can keep something that blows up an artifact or enchantment out of the sideboard, and then some, which means but they can less just. Than le- hmm. But they can just as easily just tutor up a perfect protection or combo piece or whatever. Like it works sure. both ways. 
It does, but like it just gives you now something to fight back with too. But then don't you end up in the like mental misstep problem where it's like everyone's got to be doing this because they're doing it, so I got to do it. That's why it's a watch for power level, but you can play lesson learned. (laughs) Oh god! Like power level, I think it's a watch, right? Like it's fine, but this is about lesson learned. I would be okay with a house rule to allow lesson learned, just like they did for companions. They changed the rules for companions. I'm okay if they change the rules for lesson learned. You know what? Fine. Also, What's the rule change for companion for this? Companion wasn't supposed to work. Nah, there's no no uh, zone for it, so they they made no a zone companion it. zone yes, essentially. Yes. Yeah, specifically, so like the rules committee made that that change to allow the, companion. The other thing that I will say we haven't mentioned is it would also increase the cost of decks to some extent, which is probably a negative. Like I, I've heard enough arena players say that one of the reasons they play best of one is they don't want to buy 15 sideboard cards. That's 15 more wild cards. They got to spend. So if you got to get some, you know, extra cards to play in each deck, that does technically increase the cost, like to build the, the best versions of decks. Technically it's not the cost of your deck. It's just the cost of your collection. Set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. I only buy booster boxes, so I don't have to buy singles. <laughs> Yeah, well, all right. Oh, so we're so split on this one. We're a nah. bit split, but it was a, it was definitely a good topic to to consider. All right, we'll move on uh, to one that I thought kind of interesting uh, by Cryosonus. On, uh, I, it's on it's on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, basically, flip cards should be able to be commanders even if the original side isn't a legendary creature. So there's a bunch of cards uh, I can think of Kamigawa in particular. Where it would start off as just like a non-legendary creature. You fulfill a certain requirement and you flip it over and boom, there's a legendary side. And and that is a legendary creature. I think, doesn't that same thing happen with the sagas from uh, Neo Kamigawa? I think yes, there's a legendary there's... creature on the side. Yep, yep, yep. So like those... Fable the Mirror Breaker or something yeah. would be an example. So those that, could wait, hypothetically be... Oh, it's not. Unless you put a saga in your command well, zone. Oh, you're like, right. Let's say you're Krim and you put a Westvale Abbey in your command zone to always hit your land drops. Oh, oh it's not a legendary. <laughs> okay. Okay, because but so, the backside is a legendary creature, right? So the the saga the sagas wouldn't work because they're not legendary creatures on the backside. But like the flip ones would work. And if there was like hypothetically like a flip walker or something that was not legendary on one side and then. El- Elberus, I think, is one that actually it's an equipment oh, and then it flips. Yeah. I think that's that's one. Oh, that'd uh. be so cool. Oh, I want Elberus as my commander. Oh, that'd be Oh, Westville Abbey. That they, they mentioned yeah, that West one too, Abbey. actually. They could have a land as your commander. That probably would be banned, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> a land as your command is pretty darn good. But yeah, is I'm it? I like this. What do you guys think? <sighs> I it's think this could lead. <laughs> Why? Elvis, yeah. though. You have a dagger as your commander. It's a seven drop. I hate to use this argument because we just kind of laughed at the RC for using it, but do, <laughs> do we want to make format-wide changes to like let one relevant card be legal as your commander? I kind of feel like we're, we're doing but that same thing. lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I wouldn't care. Elbrus being your commander is sweet, but uh, do we need a rule change? And with how many double face cards wizards are printing, what would the long term effects of this be? Like, uh, are we going to end up in a position where there's tons of 
non-creatures as people's commanders? Would that be a positive or a negative? I don't really know, but Wizards does love printing double-sided cards, so I could see in the future this having a big impact on the format, even if right now it it's kind of Elbrus that would be the only thing that really matters, or a couple other cards. Well, there's some flip, there's some uh, like, the, the, like Enlightened Bushi. The Vorthos is killing me. It reminds me of Transformers. You know how Megatron transformed into a gun? And like Starscream just like waves them around. It's like, who's leading this vast army it's like a pocket knife and someone... Oh, it's Elbrus. <laughs> it's just a pocket knife. He hasn't transformed yet. Don't worry about it, right? Like, well, why is this artifact leading your command... You know, your army, right? It's, I'm going to I'm gonna get Richard on board so easy, okay? Mech Titan? Bushi Tenderfoot. Oh, Mech Titan would be sick. Mech Titan? Oh, I've, I've sold a Mech Titan, but what was your Bushi Tenderfoot? <laughs> well, this one... Okay, Mech Titan is a lot better. Bushi Tenderfoot, one mana... White human soldier one one. When a creature dealt damage or bushy tenderfoot turn this turn dies, you flip it into Kenzo the hard hearted double strike Bushido two three four. You go Voltron with a bushy tenderfoot, you style on them. <laughs> this would be like this would be like deck of many things uh Voltron all over again. You've you've killed your opponents with bushy tenderfoot. How amazing is that? Mectitan core deck. Mech- oh my god, Mechtitan Quarter deck would be actually bananas. I would pay. I mean, if we're gonna do this, I would say just allow anything in the command zone at this point. Right? Like, <laughs> you might as well, right? If you're gonna do this, like, like just have anything in the command zone, and then just ban like the combo pieces, right? <laughs> so any legend is your commander. I don't know no, any any creature. Any or creature, actually. yeah, Mechtitan wouldn't but, even but work. Any creature could be a lot safer, right? Um, but. Just don't have anything. Like, does does it matter if you're legendary or not anymore in 2022? Because Watsi just slaps that <laughs> Everything's left Everything's a right, legend, right? yeah. yeah so. right? Shurikai <laughs> is just a vehicle that's a legendary now, so... I, I think if it's not legendary, that starts getting weird, right? Like, that's it. We, uh, Does it? Why, why can't a lowly grunt lead an army? <laughs> why? Would you trust time, worked his way up the corporate ladder, and now he's the face of your commander deck. <laughs> well, okay. The thing is, because when you put the new... It sounds like you're putting the new guy in charge, right? It's like, hey, this is the new guy. He just got hired. Now let's let him run the entire company. Let's see what happens. You know, like... <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't know. Just something about the idea of a non-legendary. It is that not like the nature of the like the, the okay. Okay. Format? How about the other way? How about a legendary non-creature, like a legendary artifact as your commander? That's problematic. That's super problematic. <laughs> oh my god! Isn't it like a mox or something? It that's would like be kind legendary. of fun. <laughs> Put box amber can't activate. <laughs> You'd have to have restrict. You'd have to bring back Banda's commander because a lot of stuff would have to be banned. But yeah. isn't like it, Great Gaius Cradle? Uh, oh, legendary? Yeah, he's yeah, that, yeah. That, that would my be commander's Gaius Cradle. <laughs> You'd have right, to ban let's, lands. Let's party. That's so lands like flavor, be... flavor whack. Like that's not even like. <laughs> it's just like oh, that's Could sick, you dude. Oh. What about, like, can you imagine Thrumming Stone being your commander? Oh, my God, that would be so <laughs> sweet. Like, there was, uh, cool things would happen. As Or many things could be your commander. So it would mm. open up new possibilities. <laughs> it's cool, but... it's cool in theory. <laughs> yeah. uh, Thrumming Stone as your commander would be so boring so quick. Like, it would just be like, <laughs> I did the thing once. one time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sweet And then you'd once. regret, like, oh, I spent $500 on this deck. I'm already yeah. bored of it. Game one. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, okay, so, so probably we end up overall. on uh, Elbrus as your commander. <laughs> are, are we are we accepting the dagger as your commander? Hashtag no. free Elbrus. <laughs> no, I, if, I I don't I don't think I'm on that. 
right. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want it that much. If you want to play it against me, I would totally let you rules you it in, but I don't think we should yeah. change the rule for it. But if you want to build a deck and play it, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop you because I think Elbrus as a commander so would be kind of fun. <laughs> I, I I I'll take that, even though it hurts me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll take it. All right. Uh, moving on from flip cards, uh, we have another one that is hot, hotly requested. Um, the community knows this this uh, request quite well, um, so we'll see what everybody has to say about this. Planeswalkers as commanders. MPD guy, um, Justin, you both uh, suggested it, got lots of upvotes. Planeswalkers as commanders. Basically, like, you just allow all Planeswalkers as commanders. You would ban the ones that are the most powerful or problematic in the command zone. Just, like, everything else, I guess. And, uh, yeah. What do you think about that? Because Planeswalkers are kind of, like, the face of Magic the Gathering. And much like legendary creatures, a lot of people attach themselves to Planeswalkers. Because they are characters. They usually have lore. They usually have personalities and stuff. So, I think they, they kind of make sense as commanders and even wizards of the coast agrees to some extent because a lot of the exceptions to the rule commanders are planeswalkers right like Aminatu and, and whatnot so well, what, I mean, what do you brawl think? will tell you that <laughs> they believe in this right yeah yeah they in yeah. brawl it actually is a rule that planeswalkers can also be your commander i mean I this is perfect up, uh, uh, I think this is as the like, super friends player. As the super <laughs> friends player, but on top <laughs> of that, but but like uh, like they are they make sense, right? Like as opposed to a random legendary land or or like like an artifact, right? They you leave are... Elvis out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis did nothing wrong. I, I like I'm not gonna name any specific pocket knives, but like the thing is, like the the planeswalkers actually have lore as mentioned, and they are. A moving part of like magic's like canon, right? And I, I, I think that's why they make sense in the, the the command zone. So it's like that in legendary creatures. I'm a okay with, even if it means like what somebody has three fairy as their commander, whatever, right? Like that's cool. So I'm a yes on planeswalkers as your commander, but I think there is a cost. Like the cost is, I really truly think. Some cards that people really love in Commander are going to have to be banned, like Doubling Season. I don't think you can let Commanders be your Planeswalker and let easy, like, two-card Ultimate Planeswalker combo pieces exist. So I think that's a question I would have for everyone. Like, let's say the equation is you can have Planeswalkers be your Commander, but something like Doubling Season is just going to have to be outright banned in the format. Is it still worth it? Is it worth giving up your Doubling Season for your Counters decks or your Token decks if that means you get to play with Planeswalkers as your Commander? Is, I think the answer is still already... yes for me, but uh, ugh, I don't know. I don't see a noticeable difference between, like, that if you have a Planeswalker and, and Doubling Season. Like, you could already do that, right? So, eh. Well, but you know, but you don't get it in your command zone, right? Like, yeah, you, you get, have a you get to start combo, with your combo in the command, command, command zone. zone. What if I just play Goto and get Helm of the Host? Yeah. Like, we already Super? have easy two-card combos. Yeah. So just don't play them at casual tables. You gotta pull like, the RC. You don't yeah. play on power uh, level. Because if people want to do degenerate stuff, they can do degenerate stuff. <laughs> Degeneracy <laughs> happens in Commander regardless. So I guess like that. that's why oh, I don't yeah. think that's that big a deal. Yeah, well, what like about like Quasa degeneracy. Pure the Depths? Like, <laughs> one shot a person with your, with your two-card combo, one of them's in your command zone. Like, those are a dime a dozen now. Grab it. Nah. 
But this, but that combos with literally any Planeswalker with green in its mana cost. Like, the best thing you can do with literally any deck where a Planeswalker's your commander is play doubling season and then play your commander. It's not like, oh, but, there's this one fringe commander that combos with this fringe card. Every Planeswalker deck should do that, is our main thing. Tutor up doubling season, play your commander, ultimate your plane, uh, commander, win the game. Well, like, some, some is that a play pattern? But is that a play pattern we want to be common? Like, that's the question. Like, there's, if we free the Planeswalkers, there's a lot of Planeswalkers. Do we want Commander to be about that play pattern? That's my only catch for being, like, fully unbanned. Or, like, let them is all it, be legal your Commander. Is season in Historic? No, right? No. You, can you do this in Historic Brawl? No, you can't do it in Brawl. Like, uh, I guess Vorinclex, I mean, sort of, but... Yeah, Vorinclex is a, a, a possibility, sure, but, like... I don't know. I mean, like that play pattern does it? Does it? Is that any worse than any of the other two like card combos? I just don't think it is. <sighs> like I mean, you're, I, if, I you're in a, if you're in a just bad doubling card. season <laughs> because you need this. Like, well, there's a lot of doubling season effects. There's a lot like deep skate and such, right? Because the yeah. flavor, like, what's better than a legendary creature? A literal planeswalker, right? Like right. that. Like if commander was not invented so early. I could have foreseen a world where you have a Planeswalker as the head of your deck, and that's it, right? And nowadays, we'd have, like, 8 million Planeswalkers being printed as Watsy <laughs> cashes in, right? So yeah. it just makes sense. Like, why can Teferi as a creature or something be my commander, but not Teferi as a Planeswalker when the Planeswalker one is arguably way more powerful? So I think if doubling season needs to go, then it needs to go, but I would just... Mm-hmm let it be like there are plenty of two card combo commanders it's a power level thing right just don't bring it to a casual table i don't think they'd be too powerful in general like planeswalkers in general are not very good so i think they'd in general be pretty weak commanders like as a as a group most of them yeah Yeah. like some would be particularly strong like the four player teferi would be pretty good but, well, and then you, and then you, I guess you ban the. A lot of these changes do seem to depend on the RC doing being more active with the ban list, maybe. Which I don't know if I want. <laughs> <laughs> do we really want to be like, hey, let's do this RC, like ban a bunch of stuff, and oh, maybe ban a bunch of stuff, like ban one card. Wow, <laughs> uh, it'd be Imagine. fun though. What What about the second part of the question, which was all other legendary types? I guess we already talked about that, but uh, Justin asked, like, legendary enchantments or artifacts. Are we just all a hard no on non-Planeswalkers? It just doesn't make sense flavor-wise. That's the thing for me. I I, I, I don't know. I mean, it it just seems weird if I get get paired against a Gaia's Cradle deck, right? (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Free Elbrus! Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I, I've been. I've been uh, one over on not not uh, extending that to everything. Planeswalkers, though, I'm down for. Um, they have to be sentient, okay? So. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, all right. Well, the Elbrus blade is actually a sentient weapon, but whatever. Wait, the, the, what? The, the, the blade knife? is alive. It's a, it imprisons a demon pos- with Engar. Yeah. It imprisons it, but is it alive? It's <laughs> like a box get in prison an animal. Yeah. Doesn't mean the box is alive. I guess prison he's, realm isn't. He is definitely al- he's alive in a sense. That- will the blade oh. get up, walk around, and cut me if I just leave it on the table? Or will it just sit <laughs> all there? Right. All right, Calder complete. Calder complete. <laughs> like, That's living. That's literally a living weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Calder complete would be the one where my I, could, I could see that as a commander. I would believe that. Yeah. I would believe. It would that. allow me to play Calder complete yeah. as my commander. Yeah, yeah. Sick. <laughs> All right. Moving on, we got. Um, there were a couple uh, suggestions on like changing um, how how the advantage of going first, uh, how impactful the advantage of going first is in commander. Um, and one such a, a suggestion was. Uh, a rule to reduce the advantage of going first, such as scrying. So MPD guy, again, uh, comes out with another uh, highly outvoted uh, suggestion. A house rule we use to balance turn order is a rolling scry. Second player scries one, third player scries two, and fourth player scries three. Um, because, you know, going first is definitely a, a benefit, especially at higher power tables. Um, but this a little scry effect, what do you think about that as balancing it out a little bit? Really I like that much of an advantage. It's I, I would like something Let's say not for, <laughs> for not going for like going last is the worst. Going it's last sucks, but like yeah. is there a difference between going second and third? Or it like certainly third feels bad. Yeah, I almost would rather like do something to help the player who goes fourth rather than hurt yeah. the player that goes first. Like I see that as a bigger issue. Someone's got to go first, but it is a bummer to be last, but I don't know how to really solve it. The scry idea is cool, and I guess it lets you, like, dig for a ramp spell or something. You get three looks mm-hmm. to find your soul ring to, like, get ahead of the table, which you I guess is... Keeps. You know what? Yeah. I, I, I think you can... What you can do is you let them draw, but on top of that, this is a brand new idea, original. You give them a coin. Right. Oh, sorry, sorry. A lotus petal. Treasure a lotus petal. Uh, <laughs> treasure, a, a treasure token. It's a treasure token. Yeah, the player who goes last. Power gets up a treasure dark side. Token. <laughs> but then, doesn't that just mean third place is now in the worst spot because, yes. like, you're you're too. Now they're you're not really give them two thirds of a coin. <laughs> I actually like the rolling scry. I don't think it's it's that that uh, crazy. Would like, you always just want to go fourth to take the scry three? No, oh, I, I was first. I was worried it was on the other side of things where it wasn't powerful enough to really matter. Like I, I, think I don't think matters. it's enough to make me want to go forth, but would that it balance it? I would assume that with that system I would think first would still have an advantage. Like I think going first yeah. is better than going forth and scrying three by quite a bit still. But it so does I, I help I but right now. Right now there has to be something though, right? Because like it does feel like absolutely abysmal to go last. There's yeah. certainly a lot of games where, like, if I had another turn, I'd win, right? Like, we say that a lot, and, you know, like, some of that comes down well, to you. I was in the game plays differently when that yeah. happens. Like, the thing with the Scry 3 is if you soul ring, if you can Scry 3 into a soul ring, you just catapulted ahead. You know what I mean? Like, it, it starts off like this, but it doesn't end up like this, right? Like, the positioning of the people dramatically changed based on what they do on turn 1 and turn 2. Right, so I feel I would actually just take the scry three if that was the case. Hmm. What about player one only that gets makes six cards? Bad. Yeah, would that be too Wait, much? What? If you go first, you only get to draw six cards. If you win the die roll, oh, no, everyone no, else no, gets I seven. I wouldn't go first. Two, okay, two punishing. I like the idea of like giving the last player the monarch. The problem is that's almost that always just going to leave to you, lead you discarding the hand size on turn one so it doesn't no, actually do much it also it's even, it's even worse because that means yeah. like who's who's going to be more more likely to steal the monarch the person who went first right like 
they're gonna they're gonna have their creature out the turn before you can have your creature out, especially if it has haste. Like they just Wait, get a free get the first draw kind of on your end step. So yeah, so you get the first draw, and then I guess and if someone played a one drop, they could, I mean, so for, for you guys who want to go first, what can I entice you with such that you would go last? Is a scribe one enough? Is a gold token enough? What about a clue token? You can't cash it in now, but maybe later you can cash it in for a card. A one one. <laughs> like I don't know, maybe. right? Like just a one-one creature. <laughs> I think you have to do it without like screwing over player three, two. Like you can't well, just give fourth player a gold uh, treasure token and be like, oh, it's all fixed now." I mean, would the scries and a treasure token work if you're like so? Everybody's the rolling scries happen, but the last place person would then also get like a treasure on top of that. I think a I treasure just, and scry three. Scry. Yeah, that would be. That might be too much. Then I might actually I, want to go forth. If I got a treasure wait, and a scry three. I have a question. When you win the die roll and it asks if you want to play first and you say no, who plays first? Did they, like, you choose. You choose. Oh, you so I can choose, choose to play fourth first? if I win the die roll in this mm-hmm. new system? Is what we're saying? Yeah. I mean, that's the current system. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Like, then, with, I, yeah. I think we're only scries enough. And a tre- okay. like the rolling scries. Three is enough, I think. I, I would take I, I'm it. Not, I don't I'm know not how many people like you to take the scry three though. Yeah, I'm not. A fan I would of definitely treasure. take I feel a free like that's super overkill. I'd be yeah. fine with trying it. Like I do think it's a problem that's worth investigating and trying to fix. So I like the rolling scry idea. Well, what about free mulligan? <laughs> like if you're the fourth player, you get like additional mulligans at seven. Ooh. I think that's just a more messy version of Scry, yeah, Scry. 3, though. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Scry 3 would be faster to resolve. More shuffling, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Or, like, more life or something. You can, like, start at 50 or something weird like that. That's also a possibility. Oh, Plus, most weird. of the games that's... that I, I play, they're already free mulligans. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just kind of mulligans anyways into a Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah have to stack your deck. You get to, yeah. How about you get a free wish? <laughs> oh, God. But, Life total would you be get a lesson you... learn card. <laughs> Life total would be another way you could impact the whole table too, though. If there's a concern about player three or something, like you could have everyone have a different starting life total based on their seat. Like player one starts with thirty, player two whatever, thirty three, thirty six, forty, something like that. Like that could work. It's kind mm-hmm. of complicated. <laughs> I don't know if we want to deal with it, but. That would be something that could help. If we're saying drawing or mana is too powerful, then I guess scry is the next. I also like yeah, punishing people for not for being first or something just kind of feels weird. You know, it's like you went first, therefore you start at lower life total. Like I don't know. (laughs) Well, is it any different though? If like you started at forty, but everyone else started a higher life total, (laughs) that would be the same in practice, right? So you just don't like the life idea overall, really. Uh, yeah, I don't like I don't like life in, in total because also then when you're choosing who do I attack? Oh, the person with the highest life total. Ha ha ha. What like, if we oh. the person who went first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the rolling scry. We should try it. Yeah, is three like... enough? Like, so we want rolling. So one, two, three. That's pretty yeah. simple. I would start right? there, and if it's not enough, mm-hmm. you can tweak the numbers from there. But that seems like a good starting point, at least. And so, if this was the rule, and you won the die roll, what position would each of you choose first? <laughs> first, first. 
I think you want to be really? incentivized to go first, but you right. like you guys right, are really obsessed about tempo. Like I don't know, to me, commander is not a tempo game, right? Like I'd rather just rack up advantages. And if you really cared about tempo, I think there's an argument to be said that Scry Three gives you greater tempo. Like if I if I Scry to a Soul Ring, then I win tempo automatically and set up two other draws. I mean, Scry but I don't think tempo says, is that important either. Scry Three is basically like you like half a mull, you know, like. It's like, like you one can and keep a half readier cards. Keeps. Yeah. Right? You have a better every, every scry is half, then that, yeah. yeah like, and like, I mean, yeah, if scry is half, that's a draw 1.5, right? That's better than right. you draw one card, right? If you go by that math. But I still think that I want to go first, anyways, just because, like, tap, accounting for tap lands, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and plus catch up ramp, guys. Catch up ramp. <laughs> That <laughs> yeah. you'd go second if you cared about that, right? But yeah. I, I think yeah. I would go last. Well, much, much like Tomer just mentioned, I think that it's not about like wanting to like you're always going to want to go first, but you just need something to kind of help soften the blow that you're yeah, going. Yeah, the gap needs to be smaller. Yeah, it's not bad that there's an advantage doing to first to some extent. I think like it's unavoidable, and there should be a reward well, no, for winning so the, the die the roll. The ideal is you should keep increasing the scries until. Like, there's an even distribution of choices, right? Yeah. So, like, at, at the point where, like, 50-50, you want to go first and last. Then it's, like, the perfect ratio, right? Um, I think I think you should you should have a slight advantage for going first, just so well, you don't have to have... a random die roll at the start of the game? Like, yeah, because it, it's, it speeds up the process. Instead of having to sit down and think about whether or not... You should be like, yes, but, you know, the gap between that and... It should be small. Worth, uh, yeah. Just so, so you can get the game going. I, like, instead of people being like, hey, this uh, do I go first or do I go last? Do I do what? Uh, no, just go first. You, you you won. Good job. You won the die roll, right? You go first. <laughs> go have fun. I don't know. Um, all right. So we talked about reducing the the thing. Oh, this was actually a suggestion that um, kind of kickstarted the entire idea of this podcast. This is from Jacob Schmuck, so thank you so much. Basically, Jacob was saying, instead of tracking commander damage individually for each commander, what if we just bundled them all together? So instead of tracking individual commanders, you could just say, like, I took X amount of com- total commander damage uh, this game, whatever that total is is now lethal and you die if you get it so it could be still 21 uh it could be 30 it could be less who knows um but the idea is just like to simplify that and then everybody can contribute to commander damage it would be easier to track at the very least because you don't be like hey i took how much from this person how much from that person so it'd be a little bit easier um and then there could be a little bit more politicking i guess uh and it would make voltron strategy stronger so what do you what do you all think about that hmm <laughs> I like the simplicity. Because you effectively of it. have twenty life, right? Like people just play their commanders and just smash one person, and you're, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it does incentivize ganging up on one person more, for sure, with your commanders. Yeah, that it could make it really easy to take someone out, which is probably a bad thing. Although maybe that's a way you can actually try to attack the arch enemy. Like if mm. someone's way ahead with a huge board, you try to get your commanders evasive and like try to sneak out the win. But I still don't know if that's hmm. I just don't know if that's a good thing. Do we even need commander damage in the year 2022? Like, yes. 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 Yes, we do. Okay. Life gain yes. To get around, like, obscene life gain. Yeah. To prop up entire archetypes, like Voltron. 
the question is like if the question is you want to just buff Voltron or something right or buff attacking is it better to just lower life totals or lower the commander damage threshold rather than try to add them up amongst different players and well, I don't, what is the lore behind commander damage? I don't even understand why it's a thing to be elder with. dragons were used to be your commander that, that was you didn't have a choice between legendary creatures it had to be an elder dragon hence elder dragon highlander and all of them yes. have some power but why is there commander damage? so three three hits three, three hits attacks. from an elder dragon is lethal yeah okay hmm I think I, like I actually three hits from your commander kills you Rogak go <laughs> oh god <laughs> I, I like is it bad that the games will end faster like right because like i mean as we start moving towards whatever magic is becoming in commander games without even try like without even like having sweepers and all this other stuff can like go for quite some time right so this does speed up the game which is good if you're if you don't want to sit around and play like a two hour game, right? You you want to just go right to the next one. You can finish this one, go into the next one. So commander damage and like attacking in general kind of goes off the soft like soft ban list. And uh, and I, I I think I I'd be interested in trying that. Yes, and trust me, I know because I'm usually the arch enemy and I don't mind dying a little bit faster. So mm. I'm I'm curious how that would play. That was. That was going to be my question. Does this speed up the game overall? Or does this speed up one player's game who gets taken out early and then the rest of the game goes back to, you know, normal and you play for another hour? Because those are, like, my my least favorite games when someone gets taken out early. Someone gets off to the scary start and, like, Phil. Phil draws his sword and gets his scary start and we're like, oh, smash him with our commanders for a turn. We got to get rid of him. And then he has to sit around for two hours while we continue to play a nice, fun game of commander. So that would be my worry that that might happen a little bit too often. I don't think, like, the games overall being shorter, if it ends for everyone, is a bad thing. I think that's probably a positive, but I just worry about one player getting ganged up on and taken out. Not that we shouldn't try it, but that would be my that's my one concern about it. The ganging up part, it's like if somebody pops off too hard, then, you know, like you got to check them, right? Like, that's just how it goes. <laughs> so I guess it make I it don't too care. easy to check them. If you can all just like everyone attacks them once with their commander and they're dead, basically. Is it too it's, easy to check just them? It's like a flavor thing. Like, why is this even a th- like, I don't know what the justification of this is. And if you wanted to make it easy to gang up someone, just reduce starting life totals to 30 or something like that, right? Like... Hmm. But, like, why is your commander damage adding to my... Maybe the tracking. So if you play paper, you track your you commander see, damage. Track. Is that is enough. Super I, obnoxious, I, so that simplifies it. I like that. I mean, it does simplify it. It, it does feel a lot better because then, you know, like, oh, by the way, that's that's two of my commander damage. Maybe, seven maybe, of that Maybe one. it is better just for that tracking reason. And, I mean, we I, don't I, have I to play Elder Dragons this. anymore. So what about, like doing this combining it but then upping it to 30 or something like uh, a middle ground you know there how hard it is to kill someone with commander damage yeah. <laughs> well, but, but you're, it's everyone's commander damage so you're probably going to get some incidental help from someone at some point in the game so it probably evens I, out you probably still only need to deal 21 because someone else will get in the other but like nine. your deck doesn't work unless other people help you out <laughs> like, it's yeah. weird yeah yeah that's I, true. I, I think i think 21 can stay like, i'd be in very curious to try that actually just see how that plays i don't think it's 
if it's you can actually up the look, game, you can actually look on it's not like, that bad. like watch commander clashes and see if you just added up commander damage. Like, did someone just like fall over randomly, <laughs> like inadvertently? But this would definitely incentivize yeah. more of teaming up. That's that's my worry. Is like you know somebody gets hit for like ten commander damage, and now it just makes sense to keep hitting that person with your commanders, even if you. <laughs> Like, you would alter your, your attacks yes. based on that. That also incentivizes attacking, right? No one attacks with their creatures anymore, if you realize this. All their creatures <laughs> are just giant value sticks, right? And, like, like, think about it. Like, every creature has, like, eight ETBs and statics now, and very rarely do you turn them sideways. So at least this makes you attack, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if your creature is not made for Voltron, right? Like, outside Voltron attacking commanders... Your your stupid like five five dragon can actually get in there and finish the job without extra stuff on it. So maybe just like Krim said, attacking is soft ban. You don't attack in commander in twenty twenty two, right? This is not a thing. You attack to infinitely combo somehow, right? Like you don't attack for the sake of damage anymore, right? I played so many aggro decks. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, aggro decks I are mean, like into you, infinite you combo. Over I played or Angel right? Tribal. What what combo was I trying to pull off on that? I played like Dragon Tribal, and I killed you with, with damage. To like, me, to me, that's not attacking, right? To me, that is like you just make a giant board and one shot someone. Angel Tribal is not attacking. I don't. <sighs> is it what? Uh, that's still attacking Dude, though, isn't it? I don't it's know. attacking, but it's not. I don't know. I, I don't. What do you want from me? You just build an unbeatable board in one shot it's like a crater hoof kill right like it's it's one of these like yes you're attacking right but you play like rograk arden like 50 times a season <laughs> yeah. richard you, it's, a, it's an attacky deck i, no, I play attacky decks <laughs> i play attacky the rest decks. of the format does it right it's better to combo or, or to like get yeah. value out of True. your creatures right sure but so, so this incentivizes so more attacking sure uh, but but there I, are other I, ways of approaching that too. Monarch, yeah, monarch, more monarch. monarch. Like add, add the monarch to every game, yeah. and like that could incentivize it too. So I think maybe that would be a better way to incentivize it. I do like the goal of incentivizing attacking, and that wraps around to Crim's point of like keeping games at a reasonable length. Like more mm-hmm. attacking means games are going to end sooner. Just don't do it in a way that incentivizes like ganging up and killing yeah. one player. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, because we were talking about alternative ways of speeding up the game because the games do feel slow, uh, we'll just skip down two suggestions down to Midnight Light. This was a couple, a couple of people suggested this, but, uh, lowering the starting life total. Instead of, like, playing around with cumulative commander damage, what would you think about lowering the starting life total from 30, from 40 to 30, for example? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, I like 40 life. I -hmm. like 40 life. I think we're, we're at the sweet spot. Um, any more than it gets a little too, like, much of a slog. Any lower than it's just like, ah. I, I don't know. Do we, it makes aggro decks better. It does make aggro decks better. And it, it significantly then, like, things like, vampiric tutor you know and 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 every bit fetches, of shock damage shock fetches, lands, yeah right like that that does start like actually coming at a cost yeah i really like it actually i would i wouldn't mind doing 30 i think there's mm. a lot of upside what are I, what are the other upsides the abuse is so like so you make aggro up on you or you stumble like you're dead right like that's 
the, the higher life total lets give you time to recover. So that allows you to dirt more. That's the main thing about forty life. I mean, you're, you're thinking you of the you proactive don't... case, right? But what if like right. your mana screwed case, right? <laughs> like sure. it gives you time to like recover a bit, right? Well, we or, don't like... beat up the person who's mana screwed usually. Unless I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Don't play mirror. <laughs> like like when you start getting those four power hits in for value, yeah, you die pretty quick at thirty life, right? That's true. And I think but... you also got to. Uh, Got to consider that creatures keep getting power crept too. Like ten years ago, yeah. you could survive a few turns of creature attacks, yeah, but now when harder. everything's like a bomb and hitting so hard, well, shouldn't that speed up the format naturally? Isn't it like we're kind of we starting with less though? life? Which one is it? <laughs> Are we too good at attacking or too bad at attacking? I think that I, mean, the, <clears throat> the, the, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think that's actually. I, I think forty life is nice just because of what Richard had mentioned: the ability to recover. And it plays, it allows you to play, like, it doesn't just make it so it's a format that caters towards aggro either. Yeah, like, you're aggro also the control player. Done, right? There's right, no such thing exactly. As like, I, uh, I, I, the control player, the combo player, the mid-range player, these are all players that don't want to just be fully aggro, right? There's a lot, of, like, the, the 40 life is nice because it allows you to, like, give the slower decks also mm. a way to play the game. Hmm. The padding of life is nice, so I, I don't what, know if I like this. What do we think an optimal game length is? I think that's a real question. Like, do we think that games of Commander need to be sped up? Is that kind of where we're at overall? Are games just too long now? If games aren't too long, then I don't even know. Then what's the point of really making changes to try to shorten the game length? Like, lowering well, life totals? Where does the speed up thing come from? Like, why do we need to speed up Commander? Well, the speeding up only came from the fact that, like, if everyone is attacking, right? Like, each other with, uh, like, the commander damage, right? So that that's why I brought the, the whole speeding up thing. Which, it's fine that the game sped up, but, like, that's commander damage, whereas this is normal, like, health damage. I mean, I can tell you my ideal game length is about an hour to an hour and a half. Okay. Three-hour games get me very cranky. Yeah. My brain starts to melt. <laughs> but, like, less of those. <laughs> so... We do speed it up. That's, and that's we do fine. know that games are going less turns on average, right, overall, yes. based on the research that we've seen. Uh, so yes. games are going less it's, turns, which should be shorter. speeding up in the wrong ways, though. That would be my argument against Watsi. So Watsi has decided to make treasures and ramp and stuff to really propel the game. But what happens is, like, two players draw their ramp, two players don't, and yep. then two players run away at the game. Like, they, they've broken... The one land a turn, which creates equality, right? So games are faster, but I don't know if they're better. Better, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I, do, I do agree with Tomer, though. It'd be nice to sit down for an hour and, like, have a fulfilling, balanced game of Magic and walk away happy. But I fear that we just walk away after one hour of someone exploding out of the gates with, like, eight soul rings and winning. But then they took, like, 30 minutes to win because they're eggs or something. <laughs> and then you just walk away salty, right? I... So, hmm. I guess that's the other side of lowering the life total, too, is it does make it easier for the person who explodes to kill people. Like, there's less life that you have to have to deal with. So if you're the person that gets a fast start, mm. right? I think this this helps this helps kill the arch enemy a lot easier, actually. Because yeah. you have three people who have, you know, this is, it, you still have to go through, what, like 90 life points, whereas... Everybody like it's more impactful for each individual person, rather. I think. 
maybe I'm biased because of the the Miram game where I just didn't make my <laughs> land drops until turn ten, and I'm thinking how that would terrifying. play out if I was at thirty life. <laughs> like, yeah. this, like creatures are so strong. It like allows like the value creatures to kill people, right? Like you you're playing like a four man of four four with like four ETBs, and yeah. you're just attacking for fun. But when you're at thirty life, you can't take that many four power yeah. hits, right? So like it allows these like dirtily, you know, your stupid dock side or just to like chip in and like actually finish the job. So it might be hmm. maybe creatures are a little bit too strong. <laughs> or elves are a threat. They're an end yeah. game. They, I, they, <laughs> I like the idea of making fetch lands and stuff less of a no brainer and more oh, like a decision. Although oh, I like the idea of lowering. Those are I don't know if that'll matter though. MDFC's already set you at thirty. Like in modern people start off at 10 life a lot of games you shock and fetch and jog and fetch and no one's reevaluating if they should be playing fetch lands because like it's hurting their life total so would it actually would it actually change things or are they still just a no-brainer yeah, you, have, you have multiple opponents so lowering your life total is more impactful I mean, for real it makes a difference in modern though right because yeah. when you pair up against an aggro deck you sweat every fetch and shock that you're doing right like you're, you're it's true there's actual decisions even though you've decided that this is the best mana base but if everyone was playing burn and aggro each week, I think you would adjust your mana base, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, that might be true if you ran into those matchups enough. Dismal backwater, pass. or or the or no, the other side is maybe it just makes the original dual lands uh, pay to win, and you have to have them now because you only got thirty oh, yeah. life, so you've got to have underground sea, or you're gonna get punished and lose. That is true. Yeah. So okay. where do we end up? So third. So 30, 40, or 50? Do we need increased life? For yeah, no, 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 uh, no. No. Everyone starts I, I, at infinite I think, life. I think 40 is good. I think 40 you is only the win, You spot. can only kill people via commander damage or milling out. That's it. Those are your two wooden cons. I think 40 is fine. If we want to experiment and try different life totals, I'm like kind of in the middle and not against it, but I'm still comfortable with 40 at this point, I think. It, it would severely hit your CDH, yeah. though. Your ad nauseum is not so free. It's true. Right? Is that like a bad there, there's thing? certain cards that abuse this, like Sylvan Library. You like abuse it so hard because <laughs> yeah. you're at 40. Take eight. But if you Take were at 30, eight. you wouldn't Take be eight. doing yeah, the same necro. thing. Yeah, Necro. Yeah. Necro, yeah. That could be good. I don't know. I don't know enough about CDH, what they would think. But I, I think I, our power level 40 is fine. Yeah. Um. Okay, this is a pretty fast one, but adjacent. Infect should be at 20 instead of 10 in Commander. What do you, What do you all think? Of course, yes. Obviously. You start at 40 life. What? <laughs> you, that's no. just math. It's math. No. Yeah. 20 life, okay, 10 in fact, 40 in, life, in 20 in fact. You have to kill 20 life. In commander, you have to kill 120 life. Oh, wait. So that would mean infect should There's be three like players. 60 or something? 60. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, like, like I think... Yes, it's stronger. Even the life totals are more. But there's more player life totals to get through in commander. So I think it's... Okay. I don't know if that's a relevance because there's a this... regular combat damage or any burn or anything. You could say that. Yeah, that's, that's, why all, that's why no one plays any of this. Who plays a real yeah. burn deck, right? You play a combo burn deck or you play a combo aggro deck, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think but Infect, Infect is... is a combo, right? It... Yeah. Infect is kind of no. like, it pretty much kind of is. Okay, it's strong synergies, but like the legitimately, I don't think that it matters. The only thing here is... I think the blight steel hit. 
that's what most people are worried about, right? Like Blightsteel is perfectly at eleven. Blightsteel, Triumph of the Hordes. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the equipment of like Glistener Elf scale up. Is that a the thing? No. Yeah. People are scared Tainted of Grafted strike. Exoskeleton. Yeah. Tainted Grafted Exoskeleton. I think. Yeah. I honestly like my thing with with Infect is like I think it should be at twenty eventually, but right now we just don't have enough cards that it really matters. Like if we ever went back and got a new block <laughs> worth of Infect, then you would. <laughs> Then yeah, you would have to you had to boost it up. All right, right now, like what? So what? You can like one shot somebody with tainted strike. I think that's good. You can one shot somebody with triumph of the horde. I think that's fine. But like, I'm... if we had a lot of infect cards coming out, then yeah, you'd have to boost it to twenty. But right now, it's like whatever. We might actually have to deal with this in the near future. Going to uh, all this Phyrexian storyline, it seems yeah, it, it, bring it's back possible. It's commander damage, and like it's pointless to play infect. Like, what's the point of playing infect at this <laughs> point, right? <laughs> 15? Well, you can randomly kill somebody with Tainted Strike? Like, that's good. Is it? it? I still run Tainted Strike in, like, a Stompy well, no, no. Oh, it's strong, but is it good that you can just one-shot someone so easily? Like, in, tw- in 20 life formats, in fact, it's essentially double strike. In 40 mm. life formats, it's, like, quadruple strike. You're really, yeah. really upping the power. Like, it's, it is kind of crazy to me that the life, the amount of effect is the same. But, but I guess but I don't get you, killed by Infect much, so maybe this is just a doesn't even matter because <laughs> no one plays Infect the, very commonly. Uh, so it's like, who cares at this that point? What's playing next next game? <laughs> but Infect usually just gets pantsed by a table that runs interaction, right? Like, like not everyone starts with ten Ras Crim and. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, like legit though, like it is like Richard had mentioned. There's three three other players you have to take down, right? And everyone knows you're on Infect. It's not like, oh, you know, Skithrix, what are you gonna do, right? Like, like, like everyone knows what you're doing. So the That's whole ta- tribal crew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you have that, then sure. But but I don't know. I, I don't think it's that bad. It's like maybe fifteen. We, we lived with the first. How long? How many years has the mechanic been in the format? Yeah, it's fine. I definitely agree with Tomer, though. If it gets more support, this could be something. Like, if it comes back and new players know about it and it's a thing people start doing, like, I think it's not a problem now because no one plays it. Everyone's like, oh, in fact, it's not very fun. Like, so very few people, I think, actually play Infect decks. But if that changed and a lot of people are playing Infect, I think we might be thinking about this question differently and be sick of dying with 10 Infect. Like, if this was something that was happening every week on Commander Clash, I think. I think that we'd be wanting to change it, but maybe I'm wrong. That's why I don't think they're bringing it back. (laughs) That's why I don't think they're going to bring it back because people are salty about it, in fact. So I don't think they're going to bring it back. Triumph the Hordes. Visit for Kind of salty, but not that salty. It's with Elish Norn and Tormented Hailfire. It's weird. feels a little bit cheesy sometimes where you just like, I attack you first. There, yeah, but it's super easy. It's one mana, yeah, yeah. one mana, you die. I mean, Tainted Strike, <laughs> Exos, Exoskeleton, Triumph, those are like the sure. out-of-nowhere one-shots with Infect, yeah. right? They're good right now. They're very good right now. They'd be unplayable if you switch it to Infect, should be 20, but um, I, yeah, think, I think it's fine right now until they make the Infect better with more cards. <laughs> infect is just a combo deck. You're fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was in modern synergy. We'll figure it, it out. It, it, it was in <laughs> modern. We should do a podcast on that. Actually, we're kind of breezing through a lot of these, so we'll move on. I think we only have like oh, we'll do two more, I guess. Uh, Monarch at the beginning of the game. We kind of alluded to this before when we we're talking about you know how to solve uh, the deficit between or the gap between first and last. And Seth, you you mentioned maybe like last player gets the uh. monarchy. What? 
So what are you what are you all that, think about that? That doesn't actually work, unfortunately, because of this guard to hand size thing. But yes, I fully believe Commander would be more fun and a better game if the Monarch was involved every game. Like, I, I wish, uh, I don't know the best mechanism for getting it in there and how to get it started each game. Is it first blood? Do you just give it to someone? Do you wait to a certain turn? I don't like the idea of someone just, like, immediately getting it and drawing and discarding to hand size. That's just, like, clunky. So if we could find a way to do it where that's not happening, I think Commander, every time Monarch shows up, I have a lot of fun playing that game. It incentivizes attacking, so I am totally on board with that if we can figure out the best way to do it. I mean, draw discard is basically, like, the first turn you get to loot. That's kind of good. Bad. I mean, you could just give them, like, a clue token that's free to crack, right? Like, you just fix Monarch, right? I mean, I think the best part of it is the fact that it encourages spreading the love, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you get hit, you lose the Monarch, right? People are not incentivized you to, or not incentivized to keep hitting you, like a curse or something, right? You don't get, like, beaten down and into the ground right so this spreads the love <laughs> Don't know I which about. i think makes for a better game right because i think i think we can all agree like when one person exits early and the rest of the game continues for a long time that's like one of the worst case scenarios mm-hmm. so this encourages the spreading around and it encourages attacking as well so i think anything that encourages those two things uh, is a plus i wouldn't mind it being a default in all commander games yeah Krim. You're, I I I don't mind it either. I'm just thinking like, how do you get it into the game? Yeah, I don't know. That's the problem. Like, you clash. The, you, you reveal the you top clash. card of your deck. <laughs> Whoever has the highest mana value takes it. But like, like the first turn cycle, it's never going to be very good. But I think it's, that's actually kind of fine. It's not a very good turn cycle. Uh, what what if it starts on turn two? On the first turn cycle. That's way too early. What about like turn five? Turn do you five, think people like, almost like, people don't even okay. but also people don't even track turns yeah, you know like ideas. yeah if you play this on paper on mtgo it tells us in the corner but if people were if you would just like stop at a, a table playing a game of magic and you'd be like what turn is it they would just look at you blankly if it's what like about, after turn three what about just first blood like the if you were the person dealing yeah. first blood you've obviously like played it. something so you're not going to be discarding to hand size because you have a creature you're attacking with so first blood monarch that person gets a crown and Mana then it Dorks, just though? goes normal. Oh, it, it, it like, incentivizes become, like, super... certain things like mana dorks, rogak, like these ones. Yeah, it, that incentivize... it disproportionately powers up people, right? Is it, it bad to incentivize like cheap attacking creatures though? I yes. thought we wanted more like non-value attacking creatures. No, because you're not getting an attacking creature, you're getting a lot of war elf that's just chipping in to get the monarch, right? Yeah. Like... <laughs> mm, that's true. That that mm. is like severely skewed in one like archetype's favor, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's already yeah. pretty good. <laughs> I mean, either way, if we introduce monarchy on turn one or whatever, green is going to get a major power boost because all the mana dorks are going to be really good at picking them up. Yep. So I guess that's I mean, yeah. just yeah, I guess that's true. Monarch die roll at the beginning for monarch. Monarch, yeah, and but like, uh, even. Like, Whoever gets it, if it's if it's turn one, like green is going to have an advantage in terms of uh, picking it up. Picking sure, up but crown. I mean, someone will have an advantage. Yeah. Well, but at least the gonna, randomness. Uh, if we're gonna do that, should we just give it to the fourth player again so they get an advantage to wrap back around to the earlier question? Like, if we're gonna do it, then do they get the sure. I guess they're just. <laughs> well, they then they're just three. 
they're essentially looting that turn, I guess, most likely, unless they have a one yeah. drop. They're they're probably just looting, so it's not full card draw. You could oh, you could you could combine it. Okay, so uh player two, scry one, player three, scry two, player four, monarch. Yeah, there we go. You would take and the scry. That's a lot. That is a lot more very complicated. Now. Yeah, that's a lot more <laughs> <It is> complicated. <laughs> I, I, I do think, though, as as we do mention that, though, I do think that, like, Commander and, like, maybe things like Plane Chase uh, get start, should, like, overlap a little bit more. Uh, mostly, I think, like, in the—you can hand out Monarch, and, like, with the passing turns, it's a lot like if you play, like, a, like a, a Battle Royale, more things get added on, right? So, like, it pushes a game towards an end. Like, the zone closes in a, a, a Battle Royale. And it gets smaller. So Commander, what they can do is they can add, uh, you know, Monarch. And then it can add, like, you know, Fevered Visions. Uh, it can add, <laughs> you know, like, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I like the idea. I don't know about adding Fevered Visions, too. But what about this? How about this? <laughs> We're getting the Monarch into play. Like, how about once someone's life total drops to a certain point, the first person to drop to 30 life or 20 life, they get the Monarch. So the person who's losing is going to start getting an extra card to hopefully catch up, and it gets a monarch. The person with Sylvan Library and Fetchlands and Shocks is going <laughs> to Yeah, I mean, I guess you can shed Nob, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I guess that's true. The but then you're also losing deck. a lot of life. Would you, would you pay 20 life or something to draw one card to get that's the monarch stolen? You know, the answer is yes. And get Seth, attacked. Seth, yes. Seth went to one with Wheel of Misfortune. <laughs> He overpaid. I did die because of it, but. <laughs> yeah, Seth overpaid. No one bid totally like worth 10. it. <laughs> so I think, I guess we all agree that Monarch would be really sweet to have as a default, but then yeah. just the, the nuts and bolts of it is going to be. Yeah. Um, how we get there, but yeah, give us, that, give us your ideas. Only card give us your ideas. Changes every game. <laughs> yeah, first blood, first one to get the three mana, get, first yeah, one we, to get the twenty life. We get sometimes the monarchs it. actually fevered visions. You never know. Like, <laughs> honestly, like coming to alchemy. This fall. Sometimes the monarchy is just a curse that applies to you. yourself. Oh, it's a that humility. Awesome. This game. <laughs> yeah, we'll have fun. <laughs> oh, that would be sweet. <laughs> that would be really fun though. Play that. That's, but again, that's what I mean. Like that's where like Commander and Plane Chase kind of just like slowly yeah. start merging into one. Oh, they'd be the so good in digital. Buff. They need to build like a digital client just for stuff like that. Like, could you imagine if you could combine it? Yeah, but with four players, Alchemy Commander. Uh, oh no, we've been canceled. <laughs> Alchemy Commander is our suggestion out of this podcast. Yeah, that's, if there's one takeaway, <laughs> <laughs> we need a digital platform for Commander that is Magic Online, and we got to turn it into Alchemy. <laughs> so many people right now are just like digital cards. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right we have two more suggestions and they're actually pretty sweet so i want to get to this next one this is a penalty for being multicolor um in commander the idea is that your commander determines your color identity so if you have a monocolor commander you can only run cards of that one color and in, in colorless sources um and in theory, in magic theory, the idea of having more than one access to more than one color is balanced by the fact that you have to do something like your lands uh, come into play tapped or you're just less consistent in casting your spells or something is a drawback. But in 2022, uh, mana bases are effortlessly perfect, uh, especially if you have the money for it. So being a five color deck doesn't really have 
much of a disadvantage compared to mono color, so you just have more cards. You just have an advantage, essentially. So uh, people were suggesting uh, giving a penalty. Kindred Style said uh, having starting at negative five life for each color over one. So you'd be uh, you'd you'd be at like twenty life starting life for for five color decks just right off the bat. Um, saying that it would like help aggro decks as well and stuff. Um, and then the other suggestion was uh, the commander tax would be adjusted to increase based on uh, how many colors you were. So mono color would you'd only have like a command tax of one instead of two, but wedges would be three, and then uh, five color would be five. What do you what do you think about this having a penalty on Having more than one color in a commander. I don't know if are, I are, like, like that. five color decks overpowered. Or like, why are we so penalizing five color decks here? I'm yeah. confused. Yeah. I'm just reading I'm confused. The Is I, the I sense of it five color decks are so strong and mono color decks are trash? I think they are stronger, but that's more like a CDH thing. Like people are like, ah, you know, my four color uh, partner deck is better than any mono color deck. And it's like, okay, but sure. But can't maybe. you just mono blue Urza somebody? Yeah, like that's could. like so like it's not like like the they are running rampant and being the best deck in the format, right? Yeah, mono blue can still be pretty does have degenerate. An, yeah, it depends on the commander. I think mo- multicolor has a inherent advantage over mul- a monocolor just because sure, you have sure. more cards. And but like the magic, down the drawback of like mana base is insignificant. But magic at its at like you know when it comes to like popularity and like enjoyment for most people came at you know like example like during the Ravnica sets, right? You, mm-hmm. There's multicolors and there's a lot of multicolor decks and three color decks. People love playing those co- like multiple colors in in their decks. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I don't see the reason in punishing multicolor decks. I the guess the game does it by itself, right? Like yes, your mana base is perfect, yeah, eighty five percent of the time. But then there's that fifteen percent of the time where it's <laughs> not because you're running a five color deck and you don't have double white or whatever that you need, right? So that's true. I think the game kind of just adjust for that you can't run utility lands or as many and so i don't know i don't know that we need like minus five life for each color is so severe i'm not i don't know we need to go there <laughs> I would, right I would or play even a five like color deck at that plus point ever. three tax for a wedge like yeah it's very strong that's yeah those are those are way too impactful right. i don't think that there's a problem that needs to be fixed here that i'm seeing like i I get what Tomer's saying. Mana bases are really good, but I still think there is a cause. Like, we do see people get color screwed on occasion if they're too greedy and they're playing a three-color, four-color, five-color deck. It doesn't happen a ton, but it does happen. So there is some penalty built into the game, and I just haven't seen five-colors be dominant. Like, yes, there is an advantage, so you have a bigger card pool to work with, but I haven't really seen that play out in a problematic way where every time we play a game, or most of the times when we play a game, the five-color deck's just running away with it. Like, if anything, like, you just some Sometimes stumbling around a little bit and someone else has a more consistent deck and there is a cost with playing colorless lands as well it's harder to play your strip mines or whatever utility lands that might be colorless if you're playing five colors it's harder to play mdfcs which are the most powerful cards in the entire format if you're playing five colors so i think there's enough of a cost to being five colors that we don't at this point need to fix any problems here add taxes to anything although would that make colorless no tax no tax no, just tax. like that would be kind of cool, actually. Just like, yeah, they're like, like whoa, tax. Yeah, Ulamog, 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 Ulamog. Food chain Ulamog. I don't know how you do it, but you do it. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think it needs to be solved. I do, yeah. I do like that. Every once in a while, Wizards of the Coast will make a card specifically to boost monocolor. Like we saw War Room, it's better in monocolor decks. 
Um, there was like Commander's Plate, which is pretty popular as an equipment. Um, so more of those cards would be pretty cool. Blood Moon. And, and there's Blood stuff Moon. that, like, even Amiria, stuff that triggers on uh, yeah. Urborg, how many, how many basics of a certain type you have, stuff like that can also uh, push in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I think well, it's more color of so many staples now that you can fill your like monocolor deck with staples before you get to like what you're supposed to be playing. Like I don't feel like you're like scrapping for cards that you need to like pull in different colors yeah. to, to do things. I, I did, mean, multicolor still has an advantage because you still have more options, but eh, right, it's close and, and that's why I think you just spend the time boosting monocolor decks as opposed mm-hmm. to like like you know punishing the multicolor decks. It's better in a psychological sense to buffing things instead of nerfing things. It's just more popular. So, like, just boosting monocolor with a little bit better made-for-monocolor cards, I think is cool. But If you're monocolor, you start off with the Monarch, 50 life. Commander <laughs> damage is only 10. Unless you're, unless you're green. <laughs> so, you start at negative 10. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll nerf infect and then make that imply that change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last suggestion. This is from JJ the second two. Um, instead, well, so they mentioned hybrid mana again. Uh, we're skipping that, but also being able to play over a hundred cards in your deck. So right now you have to have a ninety-nine card library, or you have to have a hundred card total. You have a deck that counts as a hundred cards total, or maybe companion is a hundred and one. I think maybe I'm not sure. Whatever. Regardless, there's a there's a set amount you can't go under, you can't go over, and some people were suggesting why not make a hundred cards the minimum and have no maximum, so you can play like Battle of Wits or whatever. So, I was thinking about this when I was reading this before before the the actual cast. I only see three things this does. It lets you play Battle of Wits, which that's fine, I guess. That's cool that you could build around it. Uh, it makes Yari unbusted and probably it needs to be banned if it's just you add 20 extra cards and it's a free roll if you're in the colors, similar to Lutri. So I think that that's probably a negative. And then I guess it's good for lazy people. We always have these lazy commander people. clash where it's like, I need to get rid of these 10 <laughs> cards or like yeah. we're trying to record and someone's saying, oh, I got, I got to cut two cards. I got to cut two cards. Hang yeah, on, guys. It, it would solve that problem. Just, yeah, run it. You got the 101 card special. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. I think most people would still play 100 cards, but yeah. I guess it would, it would be. It would help in those scenarios. We could record on time more often. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of cutting those last two lands to go to 30 lands, you just leave in those two cards. I'm always like plus 21, so like (laughs) I got to shave cards. This is the only thing on the list that I would push really hard for that I see no downside. Just ban Yorion, right? Like... It's Nobody odd that this is the only format in all of Magic that enforces a maximum. Like, no one else does it, right? Like, you can play 78 cards in your standard deck if you felt like it. Uh, you know, it's a casual format. Why are we forcing people to cut down to make their deck more consistent, right? Like, sometimes you have these 10 pet cards you want to play, and you don't want to cut them for consistency. It's singleton format. Just jam <laughs> them all in there, right? Like, I don't... <laughs> You know how many times I end up with like 105 cards and then I got to start cutting cards I like for consistency to get down 100? Like, I would just slap in three more lands and play a 110-card deck. I'm playing Singleton Commander. I'm expecting variants. I want to play all my favorite cards, right? Why do I have to cut cards? So, 
it, I don't see it as a power level. Like, I don't see how you can abuse this in any way outside of Yorion. So I think go for it. Yeah, I, I, th- I love this. I think this is amazing. I would love to see minimum 100. That's fine. But yeah, yeah pl- plus, like, no max is amazing. I, I, I exactly for that reason that Richard mentioned, like the uh, oftentimes, like I have to like trim things down. I cut all my pet cards or, or, you know what I mean? Or I guess in my case, I've recently been cutting my consistent cards to play more pet cards, but <laughs> well, all my pet cards are troll cards. So I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, like I, I think this is, there, there's no purpose for a max. My only other concern that I just thought of would be shuffling. Like, if you let... 100 cards is already, like, kind of a lot. You can't shuffle. That's a dexterity check. That's why I don't even double sleeve. Uh, Any hands, okay. I don't want to deal with okay. that. Yeah, I, I think the real problem sleeping. is tutors, right? You can jam your deck up with, like, a million one-ofs and then try to tutor them all out. But I don't do know that with 100 cards. And you can already is. do that. Like, you can already yeah. play yeah, a bunch of yeah. tutors in one-ofs, so... Mr. I want wishes and lesson learned. I want wishes, but I, I see there's a downside to that, right? Like, yeah, I can see that. But what's the downside to, to this? I How like I this, actually. Yeah, cards. I'm down. Just If your Ryan's a problem, you just ban it. I don't even think it's going to be a problem. Because, like, oh, yeah, you're playing your Ryan. Well, I, I do the same eye roll if I see, like, Narset, you know? Like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> well, no, like... No, 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 as your companion, though. Like, just any blue deck or white deck, any blue white deck can just play oh. it as a companion. Just add it. Yeah, but then, then you have another. Kind of like Luke. Then, the, then you have to shuffle that deck, and that's punishment enough. <laughs> no, like, you have to, like. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's try it. I'd love to be able to try to play Battle of Wits. That would be super fun. A Battle of Wits Weekend Commander Clash. That would be our big, highest viewed episode, I swear. <laughs> there, if we could actually do, do it. it. Bring that yeah. back. The, like, can you somehow add cards to your deck somehow? Like, no, right? Not on no. not on Magic Online, no. Against Ooh. the rules. Maybe, that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> maybe that's our next paper game. Battle of Wits Week. Everyone build their oh, best Battle I'm of Wits deck. Battle, Battle of Wits oh, Orion deck. Oh, that, everybody. You know, yes. that, I never ask people like to let me cut their deck and vice versa, but I am going to ask that week that you have to cut my deck. <laughs> 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 I'm going to pile shuffle your deck every time. Just to make sure. You mean like how the old the old sweaty days of like like you know like a GP or PTQ? Oh, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna shuffle your deck for you. And all right, your turn. You have Actually, to squeeze out that DQ win. You know <laughs> your deck's not good enough. You don't have the skill. You know. I gotta yeah, make yeah, sure. Yeah, you yeah. Fifty nine cards in deck, judge. <laughs> I'll bust out secret tech soldier of fortune. You can tap it. Target player shuffles their library. Oh, oh yeah. You have to you have to do a proper shuffle with that 120 plus deck. Like I'm just saying, brutal. We should brutal. do like no budget. No so then you have to like max out 200 cards, like triple sleeved, <laughs> <laughs> playing all the expensive cards. I'm not, I'm not I'm not playing a battle of the wits double sleeve deck. I don't even know how you'd haul that. By the way, like <laughs> uh, yeah. You need like what? How many cards would you be like? Two hundred and forty. You built the battle with sex, right? Yeah, so. you would have to bring like your cube carrying uh, like case to play yeah. your commander. Take, like deck. two decks and shuffle them together and throw in a battle of wits, and there you go. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Change your commander to child of alarm, then you're done. <laughs> well, we actually got through all the suggestions. We, I, I put too many at the beginning. I thought we were going to go through maybe like six or so, but we actually breezed through all of them. So, thank you. Yeah. 
So thank you so much for for your suggestions, everyone. There were even more in the community tab. I'll have a link to to that if you want to look at all of them. But yeah, this was really sweet. We got to talk about like the fundamentals of the format. We weren't going into the nitty gritty of individual cards, but we were just examining like the fundamentals and seeing like if there was anything we should change. I think there was some that we agreed with off of like Planeswalkers thing. Planeswalkers and Bandas Commander. I think those are two big ones. And, like maybe introducing the monarchy and, and ways no of reducing. Yeah. So a lot of these we actually ended up agreeing with. So that was really cool. Um, so if you reach the end of this podcast, thank you so much. Please, please like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh, next week, we don't know what the topic is, but we'll let you know as soon as we figure that out. And until next time, friends, see ya. Peace.